0: and welcome to the sunny 16 podcast episode 336 you may have already noticed i am not rachel and let me tell you i am as disappointed about that as you are but (laughs) to ameliorate your disappointment that it's me graham here with you this evening i do also have with me the wonderful claire claire how are you
1: I'm very well, Graham. And as always, really nice
0: to be here. <laughs> it's an absolute delight to be on the call with you again. Two two shows in a row. Oh, my God. This is becoming a habit <laughs> for me. Um, anyway, it's not just about mm. us two this evening, is it? Because we have got a fabulous guest. It's a real shame Rachel can't be with us, but me she, has, been, she yeah. has, as always, got way too much on her plate. So, Rachel, we miss you. But we have filled your spot with, I'm not going to say the equally lovely and beautiful, um, although he he is equally lovely <laughs> and we haven't made him turn his video off for our benefit it's definitely because of his signal the wonderful pete langman pete welcome to the podcast
2: oh thanks for having me i'm very rude of you
0: it is an absolute delight to have you here now um people who are on instagram and who follow the film community and people with it may already know you from there uh, you have been up until quite recently uh i'm gonna get this one camera and coffee cabin on mm-hmm. instagram yep but you have just changed that changed that one, which will, we'll get to that at the end you can update everybody on your uh, instagram handle at the end um i was about to tell everybody what you do and everything like that but it seems silly i should probably let you do that suffice to say pete is a fantastic photographer and darkroom printer um who has over the last year really started exploring some Interesting subject material and put together a fantastic exhibition, uh, and has got more stuff on the horizon. These are all things which we are very excited to talk about. But Pete, to begin with, just tell us a bit about your general photography hobby.
2: Oh, um, it's well from when it started, type thing,
0: yeah, sure, whatever we'll makes
2: sense as long as it's not boring.
0: <laughs> if it is boring, skip to oh, the end it of is. being boring and then go from there. It
2: is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> um i'd done a bit of photography at college uh when i was about 18. um which was quite a long time ago 51 now coming up um yeah that that didn't really last uh because obviously i didn't have a lot of money cameras are expensive Mm -hmm. um and then when digital came out it all seemed a little bit easier i've got a few digital cameras um, went to a friend's wedding, took some photos. They asked if I could, if they could use some of my photos in their album. I was like, of course. And then my partner Kelly's friend was getting married, and she just said, "I think we'll do your wedding photos." And <laughs> thanks a lot. And off we went. So yeah, I was a wedding photographer for about ten years, twelve years. Oh. Covid came. Started getting into film just before Covid, and then when Covid came, that was when I thought, right. I'm going full on film, uh, set up a little darkroom, need an extension in COVID. So Kelly went into my darkroom and then we built the uh, darkroom shed in the back garden. And I've been learning how to do it ever since that, really.
0: This is part of the thing that blows my mind. So did you do, when you were at college, did you do much darkroom stuff back then?
2: No, none. It's... <laughs>
0: Uh, I we will give all your details, your your website, just so people want to get on ahead. Is uh, camera and coffee cabin dot click? Yes, it. Yeah, that's it. Um, you can go there and see Pete's work because the full that the, getting to the print is very important to you, isn't it? The the work is not finished until it's mm. print. And yeah, we'll talk about the photography. Uh, but also the the quality of the printing <laughs> is just sickeningly good for somebody who has been doing it for well just coming up for four years i would guess at this point
2: yeah i've done when when oh was it just before COVID? just i've done a the only course i've done was to learn how to develop film
3: yeah and that
2: was at the the london darkroom yeah and i can't remember that as just before the lockdown it must have been just before or, or in one of the breaks, I'm not sure. But Kelly bought me a Christmas present. That was my Christmas present to mm-hmm. go and learn to develop film. And on that course, they showed you how to do a contact print.
1: Right, yeah.
2: And from that, that was me like, I know how to print. I'm going to set up a dark room. <laughs> so I did set up a dark room and started printing. I actually, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I saw just, just carry on as you are. And it kind of just fell into place, I guess.
1: So you only did a contact print on that course you didn't then yeah. go on any print at all no so the, so the rest then you so you've self been self-taught then yeah
2: yeah yeah, pretty much yeah it's just yeah watching a few YouTube videos I, on dodge so, yeah. and dodging burn and then off you go
1: yeah um but obviously you've taken it I mean print I love printing I miss dark rooms but um yeah, so tell us a bit more about that then so you did you, you go so you obviously decided to step away from digital I'm interested yeah. actually, um, apart from so it was sounds like it was locked down and, and you know mm-hmm. being all of us being locked literally locked down and, and having more time um, mm-hmm. I can see how mm-hmm. a, a dark room would would suit that. Just a quick question before we get onto to your printing would you go back to digital ever or would you do, I... do you still dabble a bit hybrid or are you sticking strictly now to film?
2: This year, I've booked another three weddings, four weddings. Oh, um, wow. I've had a knee operation so I can actually walk properly most of the time, <laughs> uh, which is another one of the reasons I stopped doing weddings because I couldn't guarantee I could walk on the day of a wedding. Right. So I couldn't take any bookings in case I couldn't. Um, but, yeah, I've booked another four weddings this year for the first time in five years. Wow. Um, and i'll be doing that digital but i am Mm. going to introduce film with it i did one last year and i had a um tlr so i took Mm. a few few photos yeah um during during that wedding but it was only a a short three hour afternoon one so we had a bit of fun with film on that as well so I, i do intend to introduce it
0: what was it i mean the you said that you, you were you heading into picking up film before lockdown happened what was it about film and and why did it I, mean, I guess something new is always going to grab your attention but what is it about film that particularly grabbed you and has become such an integral part for
2: you i think i shoot the uh, i was shooting the fuji digital cameras and one of the reasons you shoot i think fuji digital cameras is because they are so much like film um how how you use them all the buttons and you know where they are um and yeah and and you put the um you edit or the the film simulations on i mean if, if you're mm-hmm. gonna do that why why not just shoot film mm-hmm. yeah you, you're kind of trying to fake it in a way i mean that, yeah. that's probably the wrong way of saying it then just just try and do it and i love the process it to me it's oh it's going to sound so pretentious but it, it seems like the the more purer type of photography what if now the the uh, editing photoshop and now AI and everything coming into it going back to you know how how it was and as I still say it should be done um to me it just made sense
0: it's it's such an involved process I mean not to not to knock people who shoot digital and because I mean they're both time consuming and involving processes to get through and they're just they're just different but I think I think that's the
2: key word different
0: yeah, they're just. It's one is a very hands-on thing. One, you're sat yeah. in front of a screen, moving your mouse around, or however you interact yeah. with it. Or the other, you are literally getting your hands dirty. And um, mm. and yeah, I think there's. It, it's it's
2: just this suits different kinds of people, doesn't it? I me, mean, me and technology, we're not friends. <laughs> um, I, I can lose my patience and temper very quickly with technology. Yeah, I can do eight prints and it look awful. Until the ninth one, and worry a job. I'm just enjoying doing it. See yeah. that,
0: that that that's what amazed me. I know we were, and we'll we come on to the project in a little bit, but we were talking about some prints you were making for the exhibition you were doing last year, and you were telling me about all the spotting that you were doing for these things. And I'm like, oh my god, it sounds like the worst nightmare ever, having to sit there and meticulously hand spot all these prints. So you clearly have a great deal of patience four things that you feel are worth the time
2: that's that's another thing I'd never done before the exhibition <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, who who was it I was watching what video was it uh is it Roger Lowe is it shoot film like a boss
0: I'll take your word for it
2: yeah I was it was him he was like um you know stop wasting paper or he, he was being told to stop wasting paper and do spotting mm-hmm. so he done a video about it, and I thought well you know that does make sense mm-hmm. <laughs> Because um, I, I, all my photos for the exhibition are 12 by 12 on Pearl, um, Ilford Pearl. Um, so that's 12 by 16 paper. And for the I think it's £95 a pack now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To 50 sheets. So it, it just made sense to, you know, stop printing and printing because you've got a spot or a few spots and just, you know, spend half an hour getting rid of them. I
0: yeah I, mm. I have tried spotting briefly using um some pens and I yeah. just did did a very bad job I don't think I have grasped the concept I haven't watched any videos unsurprisingly <laughs> which might be why I did a very poor job of it maybe if mm. I got I don't know a clue that might help um so you were doing weddings up till kind of when COVID hit and COVID put a stop to that and also your your gammy knee also put a stop to that.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, it, it was getting frustrating anyway. I, yeah. think I was just a bit burnt out with it all.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then as COVID started to move on and you, you were able to start engaging with photography and, and seeing people again, um, mm-hmm. portrait photography has become kind of the main thing, not the only thing you do, obviously, for you.
3: um Um,
0: but um but it became kind of because it was something you could do at home it's because you have control Mm -hmm. of it um and it feels like in some ways your style of portrait photography is almost I haven't seen any of your wedding photography, but it feels like certainly a reaction to what I picture as wedding photography in general. Um, Wedding photography, you've got lots of very happy, smiley people. It's very light and bright. And, you know, that's what most people are going for in their wedding photography whereas your portrait photography uh tends to be quite low-key um mm-hmm. th- th- it's quite um y- you said to me to us before we got on you know you don't like your subjects to smile in their pictures uh, it's quite moody that's it, i mean it's was this a reaction to what you've been doing or is this just always been how you've wanted to mm. shoot But weddings were perhaps not the venue for it
2: <laughs> yeah i want everyone to be miserable at weddings
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um no, I just I, I i think a lot of you know with, with portraits, especially teens, like I say, with teenagers, they don't like to smile. It's not something they do naturally. <laughs> um So if you know, a Kid wants to sit there, look at his phone. Let him sit and look at his phone. That's what he's like. That's how they're happy. That's how they look their best. That's you know, don't you can't oh, you don't want to sit there one two three smile. It's not. That that doesn't work for me. I'm like, yeah, just sit over there, do what you normally do. And I'll just take a photo. I sort of like, I build my lighting up around them instead of, you know, me saying, right, you got to come over here, do this, do that. I'll say, go and sit against the wall, however you want, and then I'll build the lighting up around them. I only Mm -hmm. ever use one light anyway, so it's not that hard. Um, Yeah, it's it's just the way I work, I guess. It's just the way I, I started working. And it's, yeah, I think the the, the kids i photographed have enjoyed me photographing and, have, and you know, have come back mm. because I'm not that, you know, let's try and have fun. Let's just get the photos done, make them look, you know, quite cool because the kids yeah. like them as well because they're not sitting there looking, as they see it, stupid. Yeah. Uh, and I actually like the photos. And I, uh, sometimes as well, I invite them into the darkroom to see the process of them being printed if they want to, they can come back and watch the whole process, um, which again, they enjoy because then it's kind of spreading that film and like dark and vibe as well. And hopefully they get interested in it as well. So,
0: so was it, was it shooting these kids uh, and shooting them in the way that they wanted to be shot that then started to lead you down that direction for your other portraits as well?
1: Yeah.
2: always even when i was doing portraits with digital it was also still very dark still a single light setup it's just it's just progressed from digital to film Mm -hmm. and then i'm I'm quite i don't know like i say i'm quite dark in in my mind so um I, i guess that comes out in my portraits but i think with with teens as well they you know they're a bit what's it my daughter says emo or whatever it is so they're you know teens are quite dark as well aren't they they don't Like I say, they don't want to look happy a lot of the time because it's not cool. So they're quite happy to sit and look miserable, which works for me as a photographer. (laughs) I don't know if I'm explaining this very
0: well. No, 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 absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Pete, where do you get your um, subjects from? Where do you get the sort of the people to sit for you for portraits? Where do you get them and how do you get them?
2: Um, Some of them come to me um, and they're the ones that obviously pay. Um, others I look out for or I just ask.
1: on the street kind of thing.
2: No, they, you know, they're like, um, friends, kids, you know, okay. not, not, not close friends, kids, but you know, yeah. I'll go on Facebook and I'll, you know, if someone's kid looks interesting or just someone looks interesting, it doesn't have to be, a kid,
1: yeah.
2: um, I'll just message them and say, look, I want to try out this film or I've got a new camera on try out, or a different lighting system or... You know, it doesn't have to be the truth does it but then you get them in for a, a photograph and you know you work with them and you just work the lighting around their face because obviously you've got the model lights so you can pick yeah. out the shadows on their faces and how it works better with their face and yeah off you go
0: do you have for people that are coming to you for paid work do you ever have i guess people obviously you've seen the work you've done before they know what mm. to expect but do you ever have mm. any disconnect between what you want what the um sitter wants and what the parents may want on their wall no no
2: no it's a short answer no um the people that have come to me have come to me because they want that type of photo they they don't want the all white you know what was that what was that company that used to do all the white photos with the kids wearing weird clothes and all that sort of thing they don't want that That, that's why they come to me it's just literally a portrait
0: yeah Yeah, that's cool. Can you talk a bit about, because you've mentioned about, you know, getting these kids in, single light setup, get stand against the wall. Can you, because what blew my mind when we were chatting was the fact that you just kind of do all this amazing work essentially in your hallway at home, right?
2: No, it's in the kitchen. Oh, in the kitchen, sorry. Yeah, we've got... got, um...
1: Wow, so you've made your kitchen your studio then?
2: Yeah. Basically, we've got um, a table which is drag up to the one end of the kitchen. Yeah. um, And then there's a, it's not a big space at all. And then where the table was, I'll leave a throw chair in there, set up. That's probably why I only use a one-light um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: one set up now. And, yeah, that's it. I mean, all, all the walls are painted a particular colour. Um, down The whole of the downstairs is painted that colour. Because I did have – I tried to set up a studio um, a long time ago now. And there's th- this colour I use is a really deep, dark grey uh, so the whole of the downstairs is painted that color because we both really like it and you <laughs> think it'd be really dark but it's not it's really cozy and when there's and it's it's that color that if you throw any color on it that color saturates it the gray just goes it's gone yeah um it's a Dulux thing it's called ice storm 2. it's amazing if you ever want to use it <laughs>
0: And you just, so you've got them sat in front of that and you're just using single flash. What camera are you using for most of your work?
2: I use a Mamiya C330. That's the one I use for all my work.
0: Because before we made you turn off your camera, um, I could see that you've got quite a lot of other cameras on the shelves behind you. Why Mm. did you land on the C330 in the end?
2: I just love using TLRs. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's the one I picked up and started using, and it's the one I'm stuck with. I guess that's the only answer, really. I love the look of TLRs. I like using them. When I go out on the street, I use the Yashica uh, yeah. TLR, um, or now a pinhole as well. And the Mamiya C330 is just uh, – the, the lenses are lovely. <laughs> um, and it's a lovely thing to use. It's as simple as that.
0: Can you, for the benefit of – well, for
2: me, mostly –
0: just talk us through how you would step through the process of getting set up for using the flash with it because i know that i've done a bit of experimentation with flash and film together but i think Mm. a lot of people are put off because obviously you can't just see your results film is expensive Mm. um Uh what's your process to get set up to get the results you get
2: i've got a little siconic i think it's a 308 light meter you put it on the flash setting you set the flash up um you trigger the flash with the meter on and you've got your reading it's that it's, simple it is that simple obviously it's knowing where you put your flash or your softbox i, I use a i can't remember it's about a 40 inch softbox or is it smaller than that oh, no it's a 24 inch softbox that's all i use mm-hmm. um and obviously the closer you have it the softer yeah. the light. Mm. Um, you know, the further away you take the light, the harsher the light is and the bigger the shadow. And the harsher the shadow, so the closer the light is. So if you can get the light right up close to your subject without getting in view of the camera or, or the picture, you're yeah. onto a winner straight away. And obviously, the bigger, I, I use quite small, but the bigger the softbox, you get the bigger wrap around as well. So it's a really soft wrap around light um so once once you've got that idea and you you've learned where to position your light to get as long as you've got it hit in the eyes you're going to get that nice rembrandt look and if you've got a model light on your on your studio lights i'm always looking in the eyes mm-hmm. if i can't see my light shining in their eyes and it's in the wrong place yeah uh because i like it quite high above them mm-hmm. almost sort of coming in at a rembrandt angle most of the time or straight on but I've got to see that in their eyes. If I don't see it in their eyes, then there's no point taking the shot. Because, some, you know, if you don't have that catch light doing the way I do, you, the, the eyes just look a bit dead, a bit soulless. Yeah. So you have to have that catch light, in my opinion. So
0: Okay. that That's really interesting. um, You're saying you're using studio lights which have a model light on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, because mine also have this. So for the benefit of people who might not be familiar with studio lights versus flash studio lights like big flashes but they also have a model light which you can just turn on it's lower powered it's not powerful to take a picture with, but it shows you where the light is shining and exactly so it's yeah. super helpful when you can't just take a picture look on the back of the camera so it is mm. one of the big advantages of using studio lights with film
2: it also helps with focus as well
0: yes also very much that and mm. And the other advantage with studio lights is they just have way more juice to throw, <laughs> which yes. is, can be beneficial with film, um, especially with, I'm guessing, with medium format, where you want to make sure you mm. have a decent amount of depth of field. Hmm. Absolutely,
2: yeah. Yeah, In I usually shoot around F11.
1: Yeah. In your sittings, Pete, um, so you've got, say, one of these teenagers will come round. Will you shoot a full 16 frames with them or how or will you how many frames will you do per sitting per person
2: i'll shoot um normally i'll shoot one roll twelve. Twelve, yeah yeah
1: one roll and um how long would that take you do you think how long is one
2: as long as it takes yeah it depends you know uh, yeah as long as it takes because we'll do a few different setups I, I don't really really normally bother with changes of clothing or anything like that um I like to stop and have a chat in between photos, sort of thing, but just so they kind of forget that they're doing this whole big yeah. sort of photo shoot thing. I'll stop and have a little chat. Um, and I'll, uh, you know, I will ha- in between, I'll have a laugh.
1: So do you, you find that?
2: Got...
1: Yeah, no, I was thinking, do you find like the first, I don't know how long you're with them, but do you find like maybe the first 30, 40 minutes is like a warm up time? And then as the role progresses, you're getting maybe the better shots? Or does it not
2: work like that for you it doesn't really work like that for me to be mm. honest um i'll sit down with um them and and uh, whatever parent comes or if oh, they okay. should come on their own, i'll sit down we'll have a cup of coffee because don't forget it's in a kitchen so mm. so already you haven't got that it's a studio environment it's mm. a kitchen it's a house yeah. uh so it's already that that bit's taken away you're not walking into a ph- you know a mm. photography studio so straight away it's not as serious as they think it's going to be yeah so i'll start chatting away and i i, I the same thing in doing when i do weddings i'm quite happy to make myself look a little bit foolish to make them feel more comfortable
1: mm. um I, I mean i'm taking it some of the parents you know i think that would mm. you know i think i'd feel i would feel it would put me off i think i uh, if i had i don't know a parent <laughs> if i was choosing a teenager mm. um had their parents watching and i didn't know them. i don't know if it, how i'd feel whether i'd find it quite uncomfortable i don't know but it's but you're not obviously it doesn't bother you pete
2: what's the parents are there no because the parents are there to be ridiculed to yeah. get the um to get the teenager on side
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know yeah what do you hate about your mum What What she do to annoy you <laughs> <her? laughs> and they they automatically start engaging with you yeah uh, because you're on their team as it were i mean you can Teenagers usually are quite easy to set out pretty quickly, um, and then you take it. You you react to them. Yeah, and I al- always have donuts as well.
3: Because
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the key thing with I mean with all good portraiture, and it's certainly it, what comes through in your pictures is is the engagement from the subjects. Like you mentioned about making sure that the light's in the eyes, but the eye contact through all of these pictures. It, yeah. it is being made with the camera it is really <laughs> striking you know and there, there is a real connection with that and like that, that, that that's
2: that's into... the other that's the other beauty about a TLR because you can say um, look in the lens and they're like which one mm-hmm. and you're like the bottom one yeah. and then they're engaged they're yeah. engaged straight away whereas if you just say look in the lens they're like just look in the lens but there's that little element of engagement again a little bit of chat yeah um and then okay what is it i done um twins i shot twins mm. and they and this is actually one photo i did get of uh laughter <laughs> i was, and i went just look above my head because i was looking down obviously to and i just said under my breath i, I went bald <laughs> and that was it the pair of them had gone <laughs> they, tried to have, they tried to hold it together for a few minutes but they couldn't they had gone and that was it i got the photo yeah so just little 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 things just little things you can do yeah yeah
0: um do you make prints for all these portraits that you're doing
2: do i do i make prints for all the portraits i'm doing yeah so
0: if, you, if you're it's like if you're doing if you're doing a portrait session for people is is a print the end result for them always or you know or are they just sometimes getting fast but or is it like you no know, what you're getting at the end of this prints. portrait is it, is it always a print yeah
2: always a print yeah i don't do digital Um, i've only done digital for one client um and that was my first one uh but yeah she she had to pay for them um because i really didn't want to do them so no i don't i don't do gotcha into the dark Um, room and they are prints to hang on the wall as it says i think it says on my uh, i've got something written on the front of my page my front page of my website um walls look better with prints on instead of, uh, you know, files. It says it on my website, right? Anyway.
0: Yeah, yep. Walls look their best with timeless, intimate portraits shot on black and white film.
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: It's probably true. It's probably true. My walls are not looking better for my terrible prints being on them, but I think mine might be an exception. <laughs> so you've been doing this for, well, I guess it was three years last year. When uh, when did mm. you, you start? Actually, let's just start at the beginning uh let's talk about your exhibition because this is something i we Mm -hmm. really need to get into
3: yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and and all that's come around from this so um you may as well just tell a story from the get-go pete rather than me scratching
2: around at the edges of it uh what part of the story What, how it just well
0: how you got how you got to know um sammy and just all of it
2: going forwards from there okay so me and kelly joined a gym uh because over lockdown we well, actually i lost a bit of weight over lockdown and then put it all back on but we decided to join the gym because you know i i i wanted to there was there's a few things i wanted to do when i turned 50. one was be fit mm-hmm. sorry fit, fitter um and the other was to do an exhibition one i thought i had a chance of doing which was getting fitter and the other one i didn't think was really going to happen but uh we joined we joined a gym and it was a gym that had just opened so it was pretty quiet um so I was going quite regularly because my work's quite slack in the winter. Um, and then I got talking to one of the coaches there, this girl, and we was chatting a lot and we just started getting chatting because I, I don't drink. I used to drink quite a lot and I gave up drinking in 2009 and haven't touched a drop since. So I got talking to her about that and she started telling about her mum used to be an alcoholic and so on and so forth. And I noticed. In the summer she wore a t-shirt and she had scars on her arm <laughs> and i'm not one not to ask questions i went where's I went, those scars and she went yeah they are what you think went, okay left it and then the next time i started I said, would would you be interested in you know having those photographed or having me taking photographs of them and maybe we can create some sort of awareness of it and she was like yeah a bit weird why not um and then i thought okay so i had a idea that i should interview her and have a chat with her and record it so i had something to go back on you know as to why the scars are there maybe try and capture that as well so
0: actually pete sorry just just very quickly because obviously we all know because we've seen it but for those that don't know what are the scars on the wrong <laughs> because there could be a few things that could be
2: scars on the. oh end. so yeah she's uh <laughs> sammy has uh a few mental health issues so she she self-harms yeah Mm -hmm. um so obviously we got talking about it and i said can you know can i photograph them she probably thought i was a bit of a weirdo but why not Uh, (laughs) Um i feel like (laughs) (laughs) grand um so my trailer thought was let's get an interview done a little chat i record it so then i can play it back and i can pick things out of you know for the photos but when I was you know we got chatting and, and it got quite deep and then it got really deep and I thought this really has nothing to do with photography anymore or my photos my photos are secondary now to this interview this interview is you know it, it needs to be heard it needs to be played and the photos are just going to be there to prop it up as it were and yeah quickly it quickly became evident that I really had to try and do good work on this and do an exhibition where where the interview can be heard along with the you know the photos being viewed so we set to work uh i spoke to her about it she was like yeah let's do it and that's how it came about so we we've done it over two i think we shot four rolls of film we've done it over two sittings
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and then i just got into the darkroom and i ended up printing 17 images I don't know why 17, it's just the way it worked out. Um I mean I made so many mistakes looking back on it now, but it it what Stanley's done and it it, it was quite it was quite good. Um and then you know we had people come to see it. I was a bit disappointed. I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been, but I was a bit disappointed because some of the people that needed to see it didn't turn up, or you know, and I I one of the teachers I spoke to there, she said, well. The people that you need to see it are always the people that won't turn up because they're the ones that don't want to see it because it means that to face something yeah um which was a real shame uh, but yeah, af- afterwards we you know we took it all down and sort of like reassessed, and yeah, it was it was it was good. it was something really worth doing and I, i'm I'm glad I've done it. I mean, it cost me a fortune. <laughs> Got all the tickets free and all free but i would say to anyone if you've got something in your head like this that you're thinking of doing but you're too scared to do or you think no one's going to be interested just do it just do yeah. it because you you, you you can't regret doing it because it's something it, it's in your mind it, it's something you need to do to get out of your system otherwise it's always going to be there which this would have been yeah. um and now it's 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 made me think very very differently about my photography and what what i photograph mm. uh because I, I think i said on the 16 presenting when me and sammy had another chat for that um every photo and had so much meaning and thought behind it i didn't take a photo for quite a long time after that because it all seemed a little bit pointless yeah i mean you know, what does it mean what's it for why bother yeah um which And then I got a pinhole camera and it all changed. (laughs) Yeah. Once you've got a
0: pinhole camera, you've effectively given up, so
2: it's the logical endpoint. (laughs) (laughs) Um so so yeah, it was good. And then we done the um a um then I say, I done the um the slideshow of it so then it could go into schools because it's quite hard to move it all about.
3: Yeah. Mm.
2: Uh, so i'm hoping soon it's going to be taken up by schools not not for i mean it it has been shown again and that's for teacher training um i think it's probably a little bit much for kids to see you know at a certain age so Mm. it has been used for teacher training once already so i'm hoping now this is done it can go forward and be used more for that sort of thing
0: yeah It's the video is on your website. The video is also up on YouTube as well, isn't it? So people can go links in the show notes to it. Um, Mm. And as you've already described, it's a slideshow of Pete's images, which are fantastic, uh, with the narration from Sammy, the conversation in the background, not in the background, along with it. And (laughs) and both pieces work so well together. I mean, they would both be impactful individually but together the whole is it it really works incredibly well and i can completely see why after having done something like this it's going to feel difficult just taking snapshots for a while at least um Mm. did you have any trepidation when you went into this given uh, given what the you know the reason behind you the fact that sammy's self-harmed and that's what you're approaching was there much trepidation of oh boy how how do I do this and do it in a respectful, meaningful way? Did you have any concerns about that or were you fairly confident that you could just that you had an idea about how it was gonna work?
2: Ooh, it that's a really tough one because you are sort of it's a balancing act. You're treading a thin line, aren't you, of trying not to be gratuitous but to mm. show what what you needed to show uh sammy was on board every step of the way she saw every print i done she saw and if she if she had said i don't want that to go on in it wouldn't really? have gone in in fact i said to her just when i was setting that up you could see the absolute panic on her face and i was like yeah. if you want we'll call yeah. it now we just call it and take it all down and just say one sorry i I'm, I'm happy to do it i said to her right from the get-go if you want to out of this, it stops immediately. Um, but she was, like, like I say, I was consulting with her every step of the way so as not to overstep the boundaries. Yeah. Uh, from, from her point of view, um, from, from the viewer's point of view, um, that wasn't important. What was important was Sammy's point of view. From yeah. a viewer's point of view, I think, would have been impact it's impactful however i mean we had i think there was three grown men crying um and when when the interview was paying i mean it's 24 minutes long or something like that it was dead silent Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and the way the reason why it works so well as a physical exhibition was because the way it was laid out is like in a big semicircle and you could look at the you could look at it from either end and you walked into the middle and you got the same it's the same story going into the middle. Mm. Uh, so you could have started either side, but it, it showed it as a cycle of how her mind works, which you couldn't really see. In the video it doesn't work so well because it just goes around twice because the video is so long and you've got 17, you know, 17 images. Um, but people, you could see people listening to the interview and then thinking, ah, oh, and then going back to look at the picture that corresponded because, they, you know, that people were piecing it together. Um, I'd done a dummy run of it on a mm. couple that were uh, teachers. And it, it was funny, actually, because the woman was a photographer and a teacher and the guy, was, you know, he's quite a high up teacher. And it, it, one of his questions was, what do the flowers mean <laughs> and i'm like wait <laughs> i suppose because i was there and there was no he, he could just ask me but obviously but yeah so he was catching on to there's, there's there's meaning behind everything in those photos something actually means something um but yeah it was uh it was interesting and then she, she cried as well and had no idea that it was you know when she saw the pictures of the arms she's like what that they're they're cut so yeah because In between the interview and doing the photo, she had a she had a cut session Mm. where she just slashed all her arms up and you know, she goes, I said, Oh, doing the photo. She says, Well, yeah, but I you know, I don't know if I should because my arms are cut again. I well, if they're cut, they're cut. It's it's part of it, isn't it? That's what we're showing. And she was like, Yeah. Yeah. So it just worked out that she did have they weren't fresh cuts, they'd you know, they'd scabbed up and all that, but yeah, so they, they were, like, it's not gratuitous but it was as it was and you know we didn't we didn't hide anything nothing was covered up so i mean as it's you, not just her arms but we didn't do any of that the rest of it
0: yeah as you said it's an incredibly difficult line to walk between not yeah. and, and there's it feels like a million ways that it could have gone wrong there's a million ways you can imagine other people approaching in different ways and and often Mm. we see uh sort of especially in documentary photography and stuff like that work which we kind of look at and go is this being exploitative is this Mm. is this something and i think the fact that that this was a collaboration it wasn't a photographer take it wasn't a photographer making something of somebody else it was a collaborative work Really, between you and Sammy, the whole way the piece doesn't work without Sammy being an intrinsic part of it. Um I'm not going to lie;
2: it, it 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 did start off like that. I was I was I started off thinking this is going to be great to photograph. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But like I said, as soon as that interview was done, it all changed. Everything changed. My the mentality of me completely changed. It was like, whoa this no (laughs) this can't be about (laughs) this can't be about the photos or me or anything like it's got nothing to do with me now this 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 has got a it's got a meaning of its own and it's got you know it's got it it was just a a ball gathering pace you know and it has i just gone into the background the photography gone into the background it was all about her yeah um and i was you know her emotion afterwards was yeah once it was done i knew we'd done the right thing um she was like a different person that once once it was done it was, it was incredible to see mm. um because she was at the back at the start she was at the back cowering with like a few friends like she she, mm. she did she did bolt at the start she was like and her friends brought her back in um but at the end she was standing up she was chatting to people people were asking her questions giving her cuddles and she wouldn't have accepted anything like that beforehand yeah and she felt you know, because people do. She, she isn't. She wasn't one doing it for attention. She was. She, she hid it, as as if you listen to the interview, she hid it all her life. And this was the. I was the first person. That interview was the first thing. <laughs> Poor girl. Yeah. It, it was her first out in almost of it, really. Yeah, and to do it in that way was massive for her. Absolutely massive, and all credit to her. She, it, it's all about her. She was incredible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like I, said, it, I, I hope everybody listens to this goes and checks it out because you like actually you don't just I mean, fortunately, I think the only way you showed this is with the audio. Isn't that right, Pete?
4: I mean, it is um, as a slideshow.
0: I, I, don't, I don't, don't know whether the images are anywhere just so people can go and look at those separately. then I mean, you It is only you can only go and watch the
2: slideshow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I was really worried about doing the slideshow um, and putting it online because. It could be used negatively it could be used the wrong way to um say to you know kids pick up on the wrong things and and self-harm is now pushed on on the internet it's pushed onto kids uh, with algorithms and all this sort of thing so it, it could be used in a negative way and as a way of oh well it's all right if she does it then we can all do it and that that's one thing we i really fought against doing it that way i really wanted it just to be a print version so it couldn't be used that way and i'd have complete control over it and that that's another reason i couldn't just set the exhibition up somewhere and just leave it you know like people doing coffee shops and things like that i mean mm. it's not that kind of exhibition to start <laughs> with um, um, you know, it's, it's not nice thing to eat your cake is it um but because it had the interview and the interview i think is the most important part of it without the interview it makes no sense at all um it, it I had to have that control over it um, now th- there's a chance it could go off and have a complete mind of its own or you know a journey of its own which terrifies me to be honest but yeah. you know if it does if it, it's already i know it's already helped two people if and it can help that's, yeah that's all that matters that's all that matters
0: Can we talk a bit, because you and I were talking quite a bit in the, you know, in whilst you were still shooting and in the run-up to the exhibition, and one of the things that was coming up was that you were trying to, because this was an important thing that you were doing, Mm. and it was obviously very meaningful to you, and the work you produced to me for, and you wanted to try and get it in front of people as much as possible, and also Mm. understandably, it's it's work you're putting a lot of effort into as a creative output. Mm. And so you tried you know you approached people to try and get some attention for it and found not a lot of receptivity towards that um <laughs> do you do you think that that is in part because because it is a darker tone thing and people shy away from that or do you think it's just because i don't know it, it's, people are just apathetic in general <laughs>
2: I think people have got better things to do with their time (laughs) to be honest than go and look at photos it's not like it used to be is it you know um you've got so much going on on telly and on social media and all that stuff people can access everything they want by sitting in their own homes but you know to come and see this people had to make an effort and sometimes people just don't want to make the effort is the way i see it um i think I think you pointed me in the right direction. To be fair, Graham, on some of the points that I was sort of chasing the wrong sort of people uh, to start with, and you were dead right. Um, and then once I, you know, I started chasing ordinary people, um, it was it got traction, um, and we, we had a, we had a fair few people turn up, and and the reception it got was was really good. So
0: mm.
2: you know, you can't I can't grumble.
0: Claire, I'd be interested in your insight on this as well, because this is something that you've also done in the past. You've mm-hmm. had exhibitions, you've organised them. How how difficult have you found it to get people to turn up to a thing? You know, Because you put so much oh, work into these things. Like,
1: oh, to exhibitions? Um,
0: especially well, if they're not ones that are part of something bigger. Yeah.
1: Because
0: um, you you did that uh, a couple of years ago, that solo exhibition, didn't you, that was slightly ruined by COVID, <laughs> which
3: was not really help.
1: Yeah, that, well that was, yeah, that's my sole exhibition that was in a local gallery. So to be honest, I had some support there because um, the gallery themselves have their own sort of client list and they put their own kind of invites out as well as me kind of inviting. So i did get some people to turn up i think that the the problem i had was obviously i was supposed to run for so was it two months and then i ended up hanging for six months and a lot of that to an empty <laughs> cuz of the covid yeah. on on the on the subject of apathy i would say i think that's every i think that is a thing I mean, mm-hmm. I love, I love. Um, I mean, I don't want to digress too much, but you know, like I love going to, I love films. I love going to the Do you? Yeah, do. Yeah. And quite often, like the this weekend, I've been busy working all weekend, but I took a break. I went to see uh, a David Lynch film because they were playing it locally. Mulholland Drive, my fa- one of my favorite films. But it was barely anyone there, you know. And I mm-hmm. see that all the time. I hear a lot of people say they're into this director that director and they name drop them all on social media but when they actually put the films on or put a season on sometimes it's like I'm, it's the same six of us in, in in the cinema so I think that is a thing right across the board um, apathy, getting people to show up for anything I think is quite difficult but I think that if we make our work to think I think it's about asking ourselves a question as well sometimes about why why are we doing this work are we doing it for other people are we doing it because we feel a need to do it and if other people like it or come along to it or followers or whatever that's an added Mm. bonus but it shouldn't stop us doing the work um from the mental health point of view i'm quite interesting because i've got (laughs) many incarnations and one of them is i actually um do a lot of work within the field of mental health um, and I actually did a lot with mental health and the arts, and mm-hmm. se- uh, and being part of uh, mental health arts festivals and so on. And I did a I did a series of work myself actually with young people, <laughs> photographing them. Very different approach and a different style to you. Um, and 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 for me, it was a funny a funny ground around um, like you say cons- consent because. I use model release forms, and then I had this mm-hmm. issue around if, you know, explaining, you know, it's this issue about if someone's going to be in an exhibition, do they realise the impact and stuff? And, you know, um, mine, were, mine was more about normalising mental health, and even though some of them self-harmed, it wasn't necessarily showing that, it was a different approach in their stories. But there was still... An issue for me around even if they agree and they sign it what happens if someone um says i don't want to go through with it now and, and you know and if there's a cost involved and all that it was an uncomfortable territory for me i thought i don't know mm. um but um I, I but i think if yeah who were you chasing pete uh, graham said that you chased you were chasing the wrong people who were the wrong people? To come and Was that to attend the exhibition?
2: Yeah, I was <laughs> I was kind of after a photography crowd um, oh, right. to start with. Um yeah. and I I did have photographers, you know, there were photographers that came, um, thankfully. Yeah. Um mm. but mm. it's it was totally the wrong sort of people to be chasing. Um I should have been chasing, and I and I was in the end, I think I was anyway yeah but I was just I was just a bit disappointed in like that photography people just didn't seem to be interested um (laughs) considering it's a story but again it is the subject it it's not in a it wasn't in London or anywhere like that so people had to get there um
1: where was it Pete
2: yeah I was in I I lived just in in Essex in Chelmsford so um
1: just outside Chelmsford
2: um yeah. so i'd hired um it's a quite a nice it's a it's a village hall but it's brand new yeah. so it's all white and all that i had a bar there so people could come i hired it for yeah. the whole evening so people could have drinks and you know chat afterwards and mm-hmm. you know just general, which people did to be honest mm. um and it worked yes yeah. so i had i had a whole mixture of people and i did have photographers i had teachers um i had a few mental health people yeah um so yeah it it, it was a good mix of people in the end uh, but but like you said when it was going to cost mm. um i didn't charge anything for it so it all came out of basically my pocket yeah um and i guess that that was what was disappointing for me as the fact it was free
1: <laughs> yeah
2: um but the people that did support from the the film community Mm. Uh.
1: <laughs> anyway, i think it's funny because it? we, we can't that's the weird thing isn't it we can't control people that's number one we, we, that just, is weird. we, can, we can get frustrated <laughs> and everything, think but we just can't control people so you must do i think that's why I, i'm mm. a great believer is we must make the work that we want to work and yeah if other people like it that's a bonus I, I i wouldn't say though pete that um photography people wouldn't be interested in it might just be some people didn't hear about it, or the apathy thing. Maybe um, mm. I think it's like you know, people have different uh, different interests and different tastes. So I wouldn't say there's there's probably a whole whole um, what's the word audience that you know weren't aren't even aware of that work or or something. Um, mm. I think it's but, yeah, Sorry, and but... and I can see it, it, it. You could, I mean, I don't know where where your plans are to take it, but it could. It could clearly go on elsewhere. So, I mean, I do. Talking about mental health, I, I do a lot. I actually hold licences for mental health training, so I deliver a lot of mental mm-hmm. health training. And um, you have a programme in England. We have it in Wales. I'm a trainer for it. You have uh, Mental Health First Aid, don't you? They use and they do sections of training on, for instance, self-harm. So have you considered approaching something like that about using your work although there's a there's an issue again it comes back to what i was saying that i find interesting about consent if you're taking photos of other people and using model release forms do you have an issue if you explain clearly what the purpose is and they sign it that's it so they can't back out or is it you know it's all ethics but if if, if it was used in a training video obviously where that goes and then if the people you know would they be happy with that um i don't know
2: um I mean, I know it. But Sammy this, would be fine.
1: Yeah, it so could
2: go anywhere. But I, I, I contacted um, Essex County Council with their mm. mental health awareness and all of this. Um, they didn't want to come to it. Yeah. They didn't want to look at any photos, but what they did want was Sammy to come and do a video for them.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and you know, after all, you know, I, I, had a chat with them in. I was sit- like, like I'm sitting now chatting away to them about it. And I was yeah. like, really interested right up until, you know, right up to the end when they went, yeah, can we just have Sammy? And I went, well, it's for you to ask her, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. And she was like, nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we went on local radio to advertise it as well. Um, I think
0: it's very hard. Cause I know what you were saying earlier, Claire, about hmm. you make the work that you want make and you put yes. it out there without expectations of what other people are going to do but mm. I think for one thing there is always the disconnect between your own perception of the work or all the time and the effort that you know that you've put into mm. the work and what other people know about the effort you put into the work and also especially when you're doing something that one you feel actually is important yeah. and two yeah. you're doing with somebody else because you want it to be a success it's not just about you then it's about somebody else well and you want this to be mm. seen for them more so i see um, that
2: that was it yeah
0: um, it's hard and and it is it is very hard. And, you know, and,
1: and it's the... hard and it's disappointing and sometimes as well, it can be frustrating if especially if we are quite supportive of other people's works, whether it's online or whatever, and you don't and it ends up being a one way traffic. I think you kind of need to reevaluate it. But I don't know, I would I think you've done I mean, just to get it exhibited I think is a real achievement. And then mm. you can I would be seeing it as that's the that's that was number one kind of thing, maybe that was the beginning that was my first run and and you know you know all that stuff around okay what have i learned what work what what worked and what hasn't worked so well and what you know what do i need to tweak about and like you say getting more people there is is one thing or different people and how do i how do i even access those how do those people even know Mm. that they you know this is this is going to be shown you know and that's tricky i think sometimes isn't it
2: one of the things I have learned, and I will do yeah. next time, is charge. Yeah. Charge for the tickets. Because if people aren't paying, they'll take the tickets. Because, you know, there's a limited amount of people you can have in the village hall.
1: Ah, right, okay. They'll yeah. take
2: the tickets, but because they haven't paid. Yeah, they just won't turn out. Yeah. They're like, wow, well, whatever, I can't bother to go now. Yeah, but if but... someone's paid £5 yeah. even, £2, they're mm. like, well, I've, I've bought a ticket. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go. yeah maybe they get a free drink if they you know they five i have a free drink or whatever um but yeah i've I've definitely learned a lot from doing it and and don't get wrong it sounds like i'm being negative about (laughs) it i'm not i I, it was amazing it was amazing for me and it was amazing for sammy um and she she deserves so much credit to be fair for doing it it was was incredible for, for her to do it
0: and you've already said like i said the slideshow has gone up online now people can go and yeah. see that and y- you are still actively pursuing other ways that it can be taken forward and hopefully the, you know the, uh, this is just the beginning and all it takes is a few of the right people to see it, and for it to start to grow organically from that yeah. it just needs to be yeah. in front of the right people
2: but I, I'm, i'm i'm not actively pushing it anymore Oh, okay. so, I'm, just hope, I'm just i'm just i'm just hoping someone's going to stumble across it and, <laughs> and the right and the right people are going to take it and then you know and that's what it's there for now it's just there for people to take and use
1: i do like that approach pete um i think you should still actively push it but i do, I do also i do also like the uh the the you know um people who do that they are just like oh i do my work and it's you know I, I i quite like it if other rather than you know other people can find me naturally <laughs> sort of thing it's quite a nice approach cuz cuz that is an issue isn't it we can there's so much really good quality work
3: mm.
1: and we and sometimes we just you, you just get lost amongst a sea of i mean some you know other stuff and, and lots of Mm. different types of, we've got something like Instagram. It can be really, it's become really difficult. I think to sort of, you know, to get seen. And it is. And also
0: it's just hard if mm. the kind of work that you, you're putting, isn't something that grabs somebody like that. Mm. Like, I mean, that's the reality that you, you have that one second of somebody scrolling Mm.
3: to grab their Mm. attention
0: enough to read what is written underneath it and to go from there. It's, it's a really, really hard thing to do, which is why we frequently see the same kind of photography being successful because it's the stuff that really goes, Oh my God, look at that. It's, and, Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's a, it's a difficult thing. Um, and yeah, but you've created something really special and worthwhile Uh, and also just beautiful. The, The photography is just also fantastic. The prints are amazing. Uh, regardless of the worthiness of the subject matter the work is also just incredible
1: are uh, you going are you going to carry on with that series at all are you going to change in mind yeah are you seeing it as like a one-off with sammy and maybe see no. where else that can go or are you going to do more within that series
2: i'm going to do more within that series i don't yeah. think i'm done with sammy yet yeah um, that th- there, there is still more to come with mm. with sammy but that's later down the line there's Mm. i I think we need separation from well she she needs separation from yeah uh, yeah (laughs) uh, (laughs) she needs separation from what she's done Mm -hmm. you know a couple of years at least you know she's we've she's almost part of the family now to be fair Um, yeah we've 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 taken her under our wing and she's yeah she's we're we're on call all the time if she needs us um she's 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 my personal trainer <laughs> um so yeah I see her regular basis in fact we went mm. I've done personal training with her the other day and we, we didn't actually do anything we just sat and chat she needed to talk yeah. so we, we just sat, we just sat and talked um yeah. and that's that that's how it works now so she she's got her counsellor um mm. and then when when the counselor's not there she's she's got us yeah um so we you know so <laughs> that that's ongoing but I don't think I could let myself get in that deep again with someone else.
1: Yeah,
2: because I can't have <laughs> you know it would it, be constant otherwise. So um, yeah, I've got I've got to be fairly selective from what I do next. Um, I'm going to do myself kind of next, and that'll be the next frames of mind which okay. I would like to exhibit as well. Um, I think I think that's the way it's going to go. Um, we'll see, but I, I was. Like I was saying earlier, I was intending to start something at the weekend gone, but something else came up Mr Jimmy hitler <laughs>
0: go and visiting a good thing to do, a good thing mm-hmm. to do, go and visit our friend Jimmy. um so what given that that's at some point in the future and mm-hmm. you already mentioned like the fact that <laughs> doing something like this afterwards like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah everything else oh all this stuff that i used to find fun why does the world look so great to me <laughs> what what is next what is what are you going to do to kind of get yourself really back into that frame of
2: mind uh, yeah i've uh, there's there's a few things i've um i've been learning to try and edit video um
1: oh well done yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh grand be interested actually because uh, i i like grand ride a motorbike um and with, I didn't say this earlier. Actually, um, I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to do maybe something YouTubey or just short sort of thing of me riding around on my motorbike with a pinhole camera, not attached to the bike. But, you know, just stopping off, mm-hmm. and taking yeah. photos and that sort of thing. I'm um, actually doing a bit of a tour, and uh, Wales, mm-hmm. Wales has come up actually in that. So oh. i was thinking <laughs> of going across, you know, going across to Wales and on the motorbike and doing a whole sort of series of videos and you know photographs. Uh, with the did you say
1: pinhole specifically? Pinhole.
2: Yeah, just pinhole. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I do like pinhole.
2: What is it about I mean, pinhole that's captured yeah. your your imagination? Um, <laughs> it's bloody Neil Piper's fault. <laughs> I was chatting to him at the last analog thing, um and I was thinking about doing it anyway. But he said, "Yeah, you should get into it. You, you'll enjoy it." And then I was chatting to um Steve Lloyd at Chroma Camera, and of course he's Gone off on one about his cube thing, so I bought one. Okay,
1: um, I was just going to ask you: you are you going to use that? Are you going to make your own cameras out of no, no, tin cans?
2: No, oh God, no! <laughs>
1: um
2: <laughs> charms. Um, I've got, I've got that, and I really enjoy using it. I've recently got into it, and I'm absolutely yeah. loving it because it's, it's it's a completely different thought process. It's mm. you know, with 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 ordinary cameras, you can. You can get lost in the sharpness and the detail it produces, yeah. which can get you out of a sticky situation. Or basically, you can be mm. a crap photo, but if it's sharp and all that, it, it can look all right. But with pinhole, it's all about well, the way I did it is creating. Well, it's about composition and drama.
1: Yeah.
2: And 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 a lot of it's in the print for me as well. Is getting the yeah. print right.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: to create that drama. Yeah. Um, and, and at first, I really struggled because of the lack of detail. I was like, oh. Why, why would i do this and i've got a perfectly sharp camera and all that but i i think it's about within three prints i'm like i really enjoy this i really yeah. like the look of it so it's it's just something that i've really started I've, I've taken on and i um, take it with me everywhere now so yeah that, that's the way forward for that
1: um, yeah oh i look forward to seeing those i do i do love pinhole and i i noticed talking of um neil pipe I, I i what's his name? andrew andrew bartram mm, that's
3: the them. one Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um he he made a comment he on his Facebook page about um Diana cameras. Um, mm. and I said that, you know, in the right in the right context and the right body of work, I think they're like a secret weapon. And I think this, you know
0: Yeah, so hitting if, somebody if, in the eye with one when they're not
1: attending it. I always say, as I always say, look at look at um there's a body of work called um Iowa. Uh, by nancy rex roth and she did it all on a diana camera and it's absolutely beautiful so i think if you've got the right kind of if you think of what sto- you know a story that you can tell with your pinholes, um uh, mm. it would suit it because it's got like you say it's got a lot of drama about it and it's got a certain mm. aesthetic isn't it mm. yeah yeah i think Graham. Um, it's not I, I
0: have a really pinhole, no. mixed
1: i like pinhole i think
0: it's nice it's interesting you mentioned that i think mm-hmm. pinhole i i have a kind of i don't hate pinhole i'm not going to say that but i do have a an uncertain relationship with them i'm kind of i don't know they they sometimes sometimes for me i've seen some really good pinhole work in the same way that i've seen some really good holger work yeah. and seen some Really good pictures taken with Lou patels um but I've also seen an awful lot more pictures. That I look at and go, yeah, yeah, that was taken with a pinhole. I one hundred percent don't care, and the fact that you happen to use this tool isn't enough to make me care. Despite the fact that apparently it's enough to make quite a lot of people care, like. Mm. And so sometimes yeah. it can feel to me like samey, like, like like I mean, you said the fact that you can use, you know cameras that are sharp and uh, to, to kind of get away with stuff actually i disagree i think actually when you have cameras that are like no everything's gonna be in fo- sharp and in focus and all this stuff it doesn't give you any wiggle room either the picture's good or it isn't and it's all on display there whereas when and, and i say this as somebody and anybody who's seen any of my work will be rolling their eyes now because i am the worst for Hiding behind degraded imagery of one sort or the other, the fact that Phoenix <laughs> film is my new favourite thing in terms of film.
1: Brim, like, your shots on that, on that, from that film are really great.
0: Oh, thank you. I mean, the it's flowers
1: and the, but everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was lucky with it on um, holiday. It was a good choice for that. But so, yeah. I, I realised fully that I am speaking from a, a position of weakness here but um yeah I think I suppose that's the thing like I feel like pinhole is exact that kind of thing like it can absolutely produce amazing work but I feel like sometimes the aesthetic that it gives is just kind of given the person oh this is cool because it's pinhole I'm like mm, still yeah just mm-hmm. being on pinhole isn't enough for me so it does need to be good work and I suppose I sometimes as with lamography of all sorts and and as with other things like this you can just see stuff that you look and go oh this is popular just because it happens to have been done with this thing and it's of this style and so
3: um, i know what
1: you're saying but i think if you think it through um, oh yeah think what you're going to shoot with it that would suit it and because it is it does feel very much i mean i love it because it's so dreamy so it, it feels like you could be going into the you are going into almost like your interior dream world if you like with a pinhole
4: okay. and i know
1: degree, but i i do love the pinhole work i don't know what you think pete of <laughs> uh, might be pronouncing his name incorrectly but merslov Tichy. <laughs> you know the,
0: noted the, creep no well, I,
1: I have a different view of him to break, <laughs> but I, I, I think his work's incredible and that was i don't know who thing. he is oh he's a czech guy you look him up um after how, how would you
0: well, how would you describe his workflow Claire I'll describe it for you he made homemade cameras and used them to take upskirt pictures of women with long <laughs> with yeah, long lenses well, because I, it's dreamy
1: it gets a yeah, Claire. I, I think that's really selling him short. Um he documented um a lot of a lot of ladies yeah but I documented unknown to them, them. But I thought it, yeah, but at the work's. It, I think the work's good. Have a look. Yeah,
0: at it. But it's still. Cre- it, it, he still did it in a creepy way. Like, if somebody oh. was randomly to, ta- if the work again, let's go back to this thing. If that work had been taken on a pin sharp camera, with, mm. on a modern SLR, would you be okay with it then?
1: I, I, I think it's really lovely work. I no, think but I'm saying, but not the work was...
0: that's there. I'm saying, if those pictures weren't dreamy and hazy, and he'd just been taking those photos with a Canon SLR with a zoom lens
1: would you but still people, think that people do do that I yeah mean, perverts people, and creeps i mean uh you know not pinhole but martin parr did a whole series of work didn't he on people on beaches but we don't we don't say and i i like i like martin parr,
0: noted pervert and creep No, no, i'm not <laughs> I'm saying so it no,
1: as well you know funny when you know we adore no but we 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 could get into a debate we 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 champion um, painters who did a lot of, you know, in their day. Nudes. I know,
0: but, but I don't think painters oh, it's were doing... Good,
1: but because they're uh, maybe upper class or whatever.
0: Were do painters doing... But I am not. I don't think anybody is secretly painting somebody without them <laughs> noting. They have to stand still for quite a long time. And I don't... And Martin Parzok, yeah. the subject matter is... Anyway, we'll move on.
1: We'll move <laughs> Let's on. Let's agree we, we have a decision. Diff- You're discipline. still
0: wrong. Um, <laughs> I'll put your popcorn away, shall I?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, anyway, where were we? I've completely forgotten now.
1: Pete's going to look him up in football, for, form. Can't speak tonight. Form his own view. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: I will. That
1: sounds like a nice yeah. project, um, taking mm. you know, pinholes. Mm
0: you could try doing dodgy pictures of uh women where they don't know it's with a pinhole that could be tricky <laughs> the exposure time on that like, don't mind me mm. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh
0: dear and um, did you want because the other thing you are about to get into um which we can just touch on very briefly is you're about to step into the whole tintype realm aren't you
2: oh. i'm gonna give it a go yeah oh. yeah
0: what is it that's prompted this step um, I just want to do. It. Yeah, it's a lovely smell. <laughs> the prospect yeah. of gassing yourself in a small room.
2: It, it's it's something else. It, it, I, I'm doing it because I want to do it. Um, mm.
3: at, at weddings. Oh,
2: uh, would be what I want to do instead of doing a whole wedding photography sort of thing. I just want to rock up get paid to rock up and do tintypes as portraits of the guests
0: that sounds like a cool thing to do that does sound like a very cool thing to do um yeah <laughs> I, I, but i just i love i love the fact that you are just gonna as you've done and to be fair the quality of your darkroom work <laughs> is stunning so who the hell am i gonna say <laughs> don't do you're like oh i'll just i'll just Figure it out. I'm like, yeah, you know what, you probably will. And my suspicion is that within six months you'll be producing work to a sickening degree of
2: competence and quality. Um, well, I'm, I'm starting, I'm gonna start with five by four. because mm-hmm. uh, I managed to get myself a bit of a bargain as five by four camera. What did you get? Mm-hmm. An MPP rail camera Ooh. with a Schneider stomach or other lens. Fancy. Um but <laughs> the guy that sold it to me, it was his dad's <clears throat> and he used to be apparently in the eighties or something like that, the photographer for one of the nuclear power stations. So I don't know if it's radioactive <laughs> or
0: not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell. Um, when, you, but... when you
0: put your head underneath a dark cloth and you realize <laughs> yeah, you just got <laughs> me because the frame is yeah glowing, that'll be a giveaway.
2: <laughs> Come out with yellow eyes. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think, i just love the look of them as well i think they look great uh so i i I love the process i I, I, you know watching the process being done i love it um and i mean i'm quite blasé about it but if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't what what are you going to do
0: yeah buy the
2: chemicals and see what happens
0: that sounds like a very fun adventure. Um, we should probably start wrapping up because we have yeah. been guessing for quite some time. So I important was... things, Pete. Sorry, Claire.
3: I was just
1: going to say, I'm just looking as as we're speaking. The, do you know the band, The Big Pink? They have an album and um, I don't know if it's a tin I'm just trying to think. It's called A Brief History of Love. And I love that album cover. And I don't know if that's a tin type.
0: <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a perfect Claire Kerbal. Here's this band that you don't know. The big pink. Uh, well, it's
1: called the big pink. Hang on, let's go. Got, well, uh, everyone loves the album. called A Brief History of Love.
0: This is uh, going to turn out that it's actually a crayon. Um,
1: <laughs> and uh, I really love the album cover, and I'm not sure if that's like um, a tin type
0: No idea. It's it has certainly has the look of it.
1: You'll know the song Velvet. It's a. Re- I love that song. It's really good. But anyway, it's nice. So it has <laughs> a, a nice aesthetic. So yeah.
2: I'm just trying to Google. <laughs>
0: of of, yeah, of, of all the get... tin in history, I love the fact that we get a, a semi obscure <laughs> album. Called, not that obscure, to be fair. The big, even though I've heard the big pinks, they cannot be that obscure. Um, where was I before we were big pinked? Um,
1: we were tin typing
0: with Pete. <laughs> tin typing <Yes>. with Pete. <laughs> tin typing <laughs> with Mavis Beaker. Um, Pete let's yeah. remind people again so your instagram handle first which is no longer yeah. actually i'm not even going to repeat what yeah. it is no longer because that'll make it more confusing what is your instagram handle now grain against the machine grain against the machine <laughs> which there will of course be a link in the show notes and your website is camera dot click which is yeah, Where people can go and they can see both your portrait photography, which is fantastic, and also they can see the slideshow with audio um, yeah. from your exhibition. Um, if they want to go and see it on YouTube, what is your YouTube channel? That is Cameron Coffee Cabin as well. That is also Cameron Coffee Cabin, but if I'm making yeah. it easy here for you people. Um Claire, <laughs> is there anything you would like to let our listeners know about this week?
1: No, I don't think there is, Graham.
0: Is there anything you want to keep hidden the from big, them this week? The, really... <laughs> the big
1: pink,
3: the album. <laughs> <laughs> go and
0: check out the big pink album yeah. and watch more. And listen, go and watch, watch more, more Holland Drive them. if it's on you your. I don't think I've seen. I haven't seen mm. More Holland Drive. I haven't mm. seen. I don't think I've ever seen any David Lynch films. I'm a bad person. Oh, I love them. <laughs> really? I
1: funny. Yeah. I don't think you
0: brought them up on the show. Before. And I, and, I,
1: and he has a really good quote, David Lynch, which I also agree with. He, David Lynch Pete I don't know you probably probably know this I don't know are you are you a David Lynch fan or, or...
2: I don't watch hardly any films so. okay
1: well I love David Lynch but anyway he, he's um he's someone that he really doesn't like talking about his work and mm. um he also says that he gets really frustrated he, he doesn't understand why people feel that all his artwork because he, he 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 does photography as well you know um mm. has to make has to, a lot of people go it doesn't make sense and it, like he, he says life doesn't make sense half the time so why do people <laughs> that's true <isn't> it? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I, I think it's really yeah really true the other thing actually i did watch recently the other night i didn't um there was a documentary on on cindy sherman and that was very um interesting as well
2: where was that Here's
1: another one i don't know what i watched it on i was sc- scanning Um, I feel
2: so uncultured listening to you
1: So yeah no no I mean uh, look up her work well I like her work um but she was another one anyway that said she really doesn't like talking about her work yeah Um, Mm. it's interesting to me that you know yeah some people (laughs) like to think well whatever you make of it you make of it kind of thing and we could Mm. all come along and look at you know your exhibitions Pete and think that picture means this to me and Graham and think something else and that's perfectly of of you know that's good mm-hmm. yeah.
0: um, I don't know I disagree I think everybody should agree with what I think <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> not
0: true not true you're that, that, that's you're, the other thing
2: doing, doing an exhibition has taught me is actually is not to care so much about what people think about your work because like mm-hmm. you say some people are going to hate it some people are going to like it mm-hmm. some it's
1: people
2: are so, going to
1: love it it's it's so subjective isn't it Pete you know yeah absolutely and yeah. um I think that's why I always believe you we have to all make the work. We have to but that's another David Lynch thing. We've got to believe in your work. And I think that's mm. so true. And as someone once said to me, don't someone once said to me, um, oh, don't put yourself down because there's plenty of other people that will do it for you. Um and and you mm. know it's it's just so subjective. Um so as long as long as we like what we do, I think that's,
2: <laughs> that's good. I don't I, you know? I don't I don't really take It's going to sound really horrible, isn't Mm. it? When when people give me advice about my photography um, Mm. and when I used to draw my drawings, I don't really listen. Yeah, (laughs) because it it, it, is—it's mine. It's my thought process. It's what I do, and I I I stand by what I do. Now, in years to Mm. come, or years, you know, you look back on like other working like, oh my god, they were so right. But at that moment in time you don't Mm -hmm. need to know you you just need to carry on with your process to get to where you're going um so yeah i i tend not really to listen to people and i've really learned over the years especially since that exhibition is doesn't matter what people think do what you've got to do yeah
1: because otherwise you'll regret it yeah totally
0: well i hope this has inspired people genuinely i hope this inspired people to do what you have done pete which is if you've got camera no, not that bit. Oh God, please, no, not that. What was
3: that?
0: <laughs> he said, get, "Get a pinhole camera." No, yeah, I mean, everyone could yeah, also have yeah, a pinhole.
1: Camera. I think I think we should make a um, make a date where Pete comes back on maybe several months down the line, <laughs> if you <laughs> want to, Pete, and and to talk about maybe if you've got a body of pinhole work or your tin types, be mm-hmm. good to hear how you've got along.
2: I started quite a good body with the pinhole actually so yeah have yeah. you got if you go on my instagram you'll see it um yeah i don't actually put pictures up of pictures i put videos of stuff in the wash tray and stuff like that so um yeah oh. i don't i, I hate okay. scanning
1: so. <laughs> yeah. I, can't,
2: I can't be bothered with it
1: it's funny isn't it everyone goes oh hate. we are Everyone goes, cuz I've got loads of scanning to do. <laughs> um, I'd rather
2: spend an hour in the dark room.
1: Yeah. than
2: 5 minutes scanning.
1: Mm. No. I'm with you. I mean dark they are very um therapeutic. Aren't they? I find dark rooms really therapeutic.
0: They certainly are. I'm going to I'm going to
1: you're like a mature. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep talking
2: now because Graham wants to I go know. to bed.
0: Yeah, I, I'm wrapping, I'm, I'm wrapping <laughs> this up wrapping. <for> you too. <laughs> no, no more quotes, no more dark I, I, I. We'll probably end up chatting for much longer after this, but this is getting long now. So I'm going to, to finish. <laughs> Tell
2: you a little bit of editing. What are you worried about? <laughs> I love
0: the fact you think I'm going to edit this. Um, yeah. To, what I really want people to take inspiration from, one, obviously go and see pete's work and just yes. see the core and be in, and be sickened and inspired by the fact that the quality of pete's work especially his darkroom work after mm-hmm. such a short length of time but also be inspired by his approach of I want this exhibition to be a thing therefore I am going to make this exhibition be a thing don't wait for somebody to give you permission to do something don't wait for someone to open the door and usher you in because you will wait forever just yeah. go and make it happen kick doors down <laughs> or just go right fine I'm going to I want this to be a thing I believe in this work I want it to be out there I'll just do it I, I know absolutely that's pretty- there can be this stigma with oh you know you oh you did the exhibition yourself you were it's like yeah i did <laughs> good for me and i have so much respect for that <laughs> yeah. um just yeah. just get on with it because like i said if you're waiting for somebody else to come and spot you in a crowd you'll wait mm. forever so just don't and then there's the, all the
1: politics and all the agendas so you just have to do your own thing it's a very everything. big crowd
0: yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. So just get out there, make your own noise, have mm-hmm. fun doing it. And if only three people turn up, then good for you. Three people turned up and just enjoy eating all of the volavons and nibbles to yourself. <laughs> That's what I say. Um, <laughs> uh, we will have after or uh, at some point in the music we have got a couple of bits to go on the end of the show this week which I really want to tag on which we haven't mm. done before so first off we have got an audio email from Alex Morrison so he sent us a lovely long email um, which he very kindly Centers and audio things, so I'll add that on. And secondly, and even uh, not to downplay Alex's thing, which I'm sorry sure it's fantastic. I haven't actually listened yet because I only saw it today. We have got a report from the wonderful Billy Sanford, uh, our very good friend and uh, well, part of the co host team, really, I'm going to say, from the Imaging USA show that took place recently in, you'll be stunned to hear this, the USA. So we've got a field <laughs> report from Billy, which I will also add on to the end. So stay tuned for those things. You do not want to miss this. All the hottest takes from Billy, I am sure. And whatever gaggle of ne'er-do-wells he will have met out there because there were some rough types going to that thing, I heard.
1: Was that in Alabama? I
0: think it was. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was in Louisville, Kentucky, I believe. Um, home of the negative something or other podcast. I don't know. <laughs> some, some, <laughs> some, some some such thing. Anyway, um, Pete, thank you again so much for joining us this mm. evening. It's been nice really talking to you. And I cannot wait to see you what you do next because this has been fantastic and yeah your approach to work is really interesting and the quality of stuff that you put out is an
3: approach (laughs) yes
0: and claire lovely talking to you as always and listeners thank you so much we will be back or somebody will be back in a couple of (laughs) weeks until then goodbye
1: goodbye
4: Hello Sunny16land. After coming in dead last on the Literature Cheap Shots Challenge, the Sunbeams invited me to set the next topic. Initially, thinking this was something of an honour, I of course accepted. But the more I thought about it, the more I realised that it was in fact a poison chalice that Graham had thrown my way. The more prompts or ideas I came up with, the less happy I was with how the process was going, and what it was I was coming up with. Whilst I may have been guilty of overthinking things, the part of the literature challenge I enjoyed most was how open it was, and how it could be interpreted so many different ways. I had ideas around game, toy, art, and a few other single-word prompts, but none of them felt quite right, and I will freely admit that with young kids at home, toy might have been seen as something of a cop-out. Then, when I was out on a run yesterday, inspiration hit. Whilst thinking if I could expand on the game prompt, the free association which comes with a cold, wet, muddy run Led me to start thinking about games I used to play with my family when I was growing up. And Trivial Pursuit popped into my head. And more significantly, the green wedge for art and literature. That nicely needs another five wedges and categories up for grabs. And the categories lend themselves nicely to a widely interpretable but somewhat focused criteria. If I remember them correctly, they history, the yellow wedge, natural world, orange, culture, pink, science brown, and geography, blue. So, this is a very long-winded way of saying that the next category for the Cheap Shots Challenge is my favourite Trivial Pursuit wedge when I was growing up, history. And if you can sneak a yellow wedge into the frame, so much the better.
5: Hello listeners, Billy Sanford here. When I spoke recently with Rachel on episode 334, I mentioned that Imaging USA, a photography convention, was going to be held in Louisville, Kentucky at the end of January 2024, and that I was going to be in attendance. And we discussed the possibility of me filing a field report from uh, the convention. And if you have grown accustomed over the years to the expert field reports of the photography show and Analog Spotlight by Graham and Claire and others, um, then let me be the first to say, be prepared to be disappointed. (laughs) I had certainly hoped. Uh, that I might be able to get some interviews of exhibitors or attendees of the event, and that just ended up not really happening um, for a variety of reasons. But uh, I I did still want to file a report of my experiences of the event, give everybody a little bit of insight into what the event is all about. Um, maybe how a photography convention goes in the United States. Um, Probably not a lot of surprises in that respect, um, but still might be interesting to some folks. So Imaging USA is the convention. It is hosted by the PPA, the Professional Photographers of America. And of course, given the state of the photography industry, most professional photographers are self-employed these days. So the PPA, the organization, um, provides, you know, benefits for photographers who want to join up. Uh, Maybe discounts on gear, uh, workshop opportunities, insurance coverage for their gear, uh, networking opportunities, um, tips and tricks for how to, you know, be... successful as possible in their business. Uh, These sorts of benefits um, come to the members of the PPA as professional photographers and the convention itself is sort of uh, one weekend to wrap all of that up. There are workshop opportunities, networking opportunities, there is a huge expo with plenty of exhibitors, uh, chances for photographers to learn or hone their techniques, or learn about uh, new um, techniques, or opportunities, or ways to, you know, make their business more successful. So, uh, looking at the different classes that they had, they did have classes around techniques and uh, like lighting or posing, or uh, uh, different. Um, enhancements to Photoshop or Lightroom that photographers may want to employ. There was one very specific class around film photography in the digital age that I will touch on in just a little bit. Um, But those were classes centered around techniques I would say related to photography. Uh, there were other classes that were maybe more centered around running a business or the mindset of someone who is self-employed in an artistic, creative uh, capacity. Uh, classes like thinking like a CEO, uh, building your personal brand, uh, habits, productivity, and mindset, uh, building an online business, uh pricing strategies, uh, volume strategies in photography, uh, marketing, uh, setting up a DE&I environment in your business with your approach to your clientele. So these were classes, again, meant to help photographers who are self-employed in building their business. Uh, In terms of types of photography, Uh, There were classes that involved or centered around wildlife and portraits and boudoir and fashion and family portraits and school and sports and food and products and weddings and newborns and fine art and headshots and dance, uh, fire department and law enforcement, maternity, pet photography, landscape photography. And then just within weddings themselves, uh, classes on off-camera flash, uh, video work, um, strategies all the way from booking through delivery and setting expectations for the clients. So those last few classes were all within the realm of wedding photography. So again, just you know, a wide variety of offering and classes for photographers Again, uh, largely self-employed could be wedding photographers, could be freelance photojournalists, could be portrait photographers, newborn, uh, maternity uh, event photographers, as mentioned. So lots of classes. The classes start really before the main event um, and continue on throughout the weekend, but the expo, Only starts on Sunday, since most photographers. Uh, Saturday is the busiest day of the week for them, I suppose. Um, So the expo part of the convention runs on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. There were uh, a lot of the big heavy-hitter exhibitors, like you would expect. Uh, Sony was a major sponsor and had a large presence at the expo, as did Fuji. Uh, Nikon or Nikon, uh, whichever you prefer, uh, certainly had a presence there, as did Canon, uh, both on the camera side and on the printer side. Uh, Lensmaker, Sigma, Tamron, and Zeiss were all there. Uh, Retail um, partners, uh, B&H is a big photography store in New York. Uh, that some of you may have heard of or be familiar with. KEH, a large uh, reseller of used equipment. Uh, Used Photo Pro, also known as Robert's Camera in Indianapolis. They had a booth there. Adorama, another New York-based photography store. MPB and Pixel Connection were another couple of uh, sellers of gear that were represented at the Expo. Um, And those were all big names, national and international, but there was even uh, room for local exhibitors like State Film Lab. They are a local film lab there in Louisville. Uh, They were there selling film as well as, uh, you know, they offer lab services for local film photographers. Um, The class that I mentioned was Film Photography in the Digital Age. And this class was taught by Bill Manning, who some may know uh, from having hosted the Studio C41 podcast in the past. Uh, So Bill was there teaching the class, did a great job. Uh, Just an opportunity. You know, most of the photographers attending the event are digital photographers, of course. Um, That is how uh, most of them do their work. I think Bill wanted to, you know, have a film presence uh, amongst the class offerings uh, and the opportunity to teach class um, at Imaging USA, I think, had been a goal of his, so that was exciting to get to see that. Um, and, and just personally happy to have a film presence at the convention. Uh, this was one of the reasons I wanted to attend, was to support that idea. I know um, Hamish and others were, were able to, uh, over time, build a strong analog presence at the photography show, uh, the annual show in Birmingham at the NEC in the UK, uh, so much so that it eventually became its own uh, show. So. Uh, Not that Imaging USA is necessarily exactly the same type of show. I I, I expect it's very similar. Um, But just to have a major U.S.-based photography convention and to have um, classes there that were centered around film was very exciting. Uh, Some of the exhibitors, uh, B&H and KEH, both, In their booths, had brought some used gear. Uh, B&H had a Nikon F3 with a lens. They had a Hasselblad kit. Um, They had a Noblex that they had brought. KEH had a Canon F1 kit, I think, on display. Some Leica gear. Um, So just yeah, exciting to see you know a little bit of a film presence there. And again, the booth by uh, uh, State Film Lab they were they were selling some uh, Kodak gold at their booth. So exciting to see that as well. And just hope you know I, I don't know if there will ever be a large analog section carved out at this show or other major uh, US-based photography shows, but certainly was happy to see some presence at this one and wanted to be there and support it um, as much as I could. So, you know, a little bit separate and apart uh, from the show itself, I would say uh, many listening will know that Louisville, Kentucky, is the home base of Mike Gutterman, uh, host of the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast. So it was exciting to get to see um, Mike. We, We did have... We went out on a photo walk on Sunday afternoon uh, that was sponsored by KEH and led, again, by Bill Manning. Um, So fun to see Bill at that. Fun to meet Mike in person and get to go on this photo walk with him. Got to see him take some pictures of his beloved uh, Louisville fire escapes with an APS camera, uh, no less. So... Mike uh, showed up true to form. Uh, Bill's former, or Bill's co-host, one of his co-hosts on Studio C41, Stephen Wallace, was also there at the event and there during the photo walk. And after the photo walk, uh, Mike, Bill, Stephen, and I all went to one of Mike's local Um, pizza places to enjoy some dinner, so fun getting to hang out with those guys uh, for the evening and and talk a little film photography and and just uh, day-to-day life. Great to meet those guys and and be able to spend some time catching up over dinner with them. A couple of other attendees um, that I was really happy to have the opportunity to meet on, the fo- on that photo walk were also uh, David Mahali, who many will know as the old camera guy from YouTube, and his son, Joe, who is the subject of many of the portraits that, that Dave um, features on his YouTube channel. So great meeting those guys and getting to hang out with them for the afternoon as well. Louisville is a very photogenic city. Um, just had a great time uh, Hanging out, meeting other photographers, catching up, uh, talking a little shop, learning about what's new out there. Um, Canon was there; that is my digital uh, camera, and had the opportunity to get the get that cleaned while I was there. Canon was offering that, um, so that was fun, and got to catch up with a few other uh, Canon shooters while I was waiting in line to. To do that. Uh, One of the things that I didn't notice and probably wouldn't have noticed that was missing from this convention uh, until somebody else mentioned it was drones. Uh, It seems like drone photography was a really big thing four or five years ago. And uh, even though I have never been to one of these conventions before, I would have to imagine that during that time frame, there were classes about drone photography and videography and probably drone manufacturers uh, as exhibitors for the expo. Uh, But there was none of that this year. Um, No classes about it. No one selling drones or drone-related materials or gear. So, I, you know, take that for what you will. Um, drone photography may have come and gone and, and be past its prime. You know, maybe at least here in the States, there's, a, you know, it, people can just do it as a hobby, but technically there are rules and regulations you're supposed to abide by um, licensing is supposed to be in place if you're going to do that commercially. I suppose that may have um, scared some people off from employing it and making it a part of their what they offer to their clients or, or maybe it really was just a fad that has come and gone. I don't know. But uh, one notable thing that uh, seemed to be absent considering how uh, much it was being talked about just a few years ago but no presence at the, uh, at the convention. So yeah, that's kind of my wrap up, uh, field report from imaging USA, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, January, 2024. Uh, sorry, I did not get any interviews of attendees or exhibitors from the event, but hope you found this at least a little bit interesting to, to hear about what all was going on at the convention. And, um, yeah, hope everyone is doing well and uh take care and have a great 2024.